All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What BR. Today, we have Terry Cazzo with us from the St. Elizabeth Foundation. Terry, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Delighted to be with you. Awesome. Got some good weather out there today, right? Last week. Well, I would like to see much just better. a little more sunshine, but we'll take what we've got. Yeah, I like the cooler, I like it cold, so it's doing well. So jumping in, you know, appreciate you, A, taking some time to come talk to us, but, you know, right, you know, kind of out of the gate, you know, what is, you know, what is St. Elizabeth Foundation? What do you do there for anybody who doesn't know? Ah, so St. Elizabeth Foundation is a, an adoption agency in Baton Rouge, uh, and I'm its executive director. We have been here since 1988. Uh, I don't know, you may be familiar with Gay and Hayes Town. Uh, Mr. Town is the son of the architect uh, A. Hayes Town. Mr. Town was his, uh, as an adult, was the builder of uh, A. Hayes Town houses. And so uh, they worked together collaboratively to build some beautiful homes in Baton Rouge and, and in surrounding areas and, and across the country. So in the uh, late 80s, Mr. Town, uh, I like to say, you know, he, he has a brainchild, but this was really his heart child. Uh, he uh, loved adoption. He believed that people in Baton Rouge needed a resource uh, for that. And uh, that would function as a nonprofit as opposed to a profit center. And uh, so he and Gay uh, decided to, to do one. Um, Mr. Town was the kind of man that he'd put his money where his mouth was, and uh, he wanted to do it, and so he did it, and he funded it, and uh, it took it several years to get to the point where it was uh, self-sustaining, but uh, he's, uh, he's still engaged. He comes by once a week and makes sure we're all doing okay, although he's well into his 80s now. Uh, his children and grandchildren are part of the board of directors. So uh, it's a it's a little it's a family boutique adoption agency in Baton Rouge. Okay, and so is there for anybody who doesn't you know is there any tie with you know like Saint Elizabeth? We hear that name in the hospital associate you know in the hospital networks, and we've heard it before. But is it just completely separate or? Well, it's funny you would ask. There's only one thing that St. Elizabeth Hospital and St. Elizabeth Foundation had in common, and that was me, because at one time <laughs> I was the board chair at St. Elizabeth Hospital and, uh, and the executive director here at St. Elizabeth Foundation, but they are not in any other way related. Uh, the, the nuns in the FMOL system had named a St. Elizabeth Hospital in Gonzales, uh, for the uh, for their one of the saints that they uh, were affiliated with, and Mr. Town named this organization uh, uh, relative to Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, who was the patron saint of mothers. So that was, uh, and he was a, he's a good Episcopalian, but uh, that so that was his choice for a name. There we go. So tell me right now we're date ourselves we are november 4th and november is a pretty big month for you guys you know what's what happens there across the country uh, november is national adoption month uh, so we try to elevate our profile in our communities and and in communities where uh, women are uh, in need of our help 
And so we, we do things like this podcast. We do a little uh, television from time to time. And, uh, you know, we also use it to honor our moms who have uh, selflessly placed their children uh, in order to give them, in most cases, an opportunity that they just can't provide. We celebrate uh-huh. them by uh, hosting them for the luncheon and uh, reaching out to them regularly to make sure that they're doing okay. Uh, many, of course, we, we lose track of over the years, but we try to stay in touch with as many as we can, and we acknowledge them particularly in the month of November. Now, of course, I think one of the most yeah. important things we do is, is help our adoptive families to uh, honor their birth parents, the birth parents of, their, of the children that they are uh, blessed to be able to parent. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot with them, but also in kind of kind of prepping for us, you know, to talk a little bit today. I saw recently you guys, you know, were nominated for, you know, the, was it the Angel in Adoption? Ah, you know, Angels award? in Adoption. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Angels what in is Adoption that? is a national award. Uh, it's done by the Congressional Coalition for Adoption. And uh, Garrett Graves was uh, kind enough. And uh, we are so thrilled that he nominated uh, St. Elizabeth. Uh, and we, we did receive that award, and we've just been absolutely thrilled by that. We had the opportunity to meet by video with uh, Congressman Graves last week, and uh, we received our uh, accolades. Uh, typically, that would be done in Washington at a National Coalition for Adoption, uh, or excuse me, at a, a Congressional Coalition for Adoption gala. But of course, uh, you know, with COVID still an issue in our communities. Uh, it was done virtually this year. Yeah, no, that's, that's Garrett's a great guy. We, Garrett comes to the show often. I think we've got him in, uh, I think he's back in a couple of weeks. So, oh, wonderful. Uh, well, I have Tell him on. Said hi. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. we, we just really appreciate him. This was a great honor for St. Elizabeth. There are only 40 uh, honorees each year across the country. And so to be so honored was, uh, was wonderful for us. Mr. and Mrs. Town have been honored uh, many years ago by the Congressional Coalition. And uh, Robin Marrero, a local uh, East Baton Rouge Parish lady who is an adoptive mom and a licensed clinical social worker, she and her husband, Hugo Marrero, were honored a few years ago. So uh, we, St. Elizabeth and St. Elizabeth families have been uh, privileged to be a part of Angels in Adoption for at least three times that I can think of. So tell me, you mentioned with the, you know, the pandemic slowed something or wouldn't allow to kind of get there to Washington to do the award, you know, and in every business and everybody that I've talked with, you know, the pandemic's changed things. What have you seen? You know, How has it changed things in your world from the adoption side of things? Is it completely different? Is it still kind of the same or is it more just the you know same general idea but the mechanics have to be a little bit different so. it, it changed a lot it was complicated um, we first we had to change the way we operated as an office you know we went home and we worked from home uh, secondly we had to be very cognizant of our uh, protecting ourselves in order not to infect a pregnant woman uh, it, we, it, or especially early in the pandemic, we had really very little idea how much, how that was going to impact women who were pregnant, how it might impact uh, fetuses, how it might impact 
uh, a child when it was born. So uh, we had to be very cognizant of that. Then we, um, we also had to work inside hospitals uh, where uh, for a brief period of time there, we could not even be with our birth mom or the first mom of, uh, of our clients or our, or our clients. And we couldn't be with her. We couldn't be with the family who was adopting. Sometimes the family that was adopting was not even allowed in the hospital. So it made our world very complicated for several months. And then as, uh, as things got to be more uh, open, uh, we have been able to get back in hospitals. Adoptive parents, once again, have uh, courtesy rooms out of where they can take their, the little baby that is being uh, committed to them by its birth mom and you know, spend bonding time with that baby, take care of it. Um, so, you know, it's getting better, but it's still a little different. You know, we are still being very careful in our office. We work half of us in the office at one time and not the other half so that we can make sure that we don't um, expose each other, all of our staff to COVID and end up in a position where we can't take care of our clients. So we, uh, you know, we've just had to, like every other uh, business, 501c3 nonprofit out there, we just had to make accommodations. So tell me, how has, you know, it sounds, you know, you didn't say my favorite word this year, pivot, you know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> had to move around. Oh, yeah. Um, how does, how do you see, you know, is it, is the need changed, you know, here, you've got, you know, local right here in Louisiana, you know, is there more need, you know, for, you know, families to step up and adopt, or is it there's more people that are looking to adopt? Like, is it changing or is it, is that not have been affected? Brandon, that has been cyclical for years. Um, but I will say that we observed that during the pandemic, during the core of the pandemic, our phone rarely rang. Uh, adoptive mm -hmm. parents were not calling us. Birth mothers were not calling us. It was just quiet. Uh, people had, I, I think that, uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. People were reluctant to engage with other folks. Uh, but I think most, most importantly, uh, for, for some women who were struggling, because uh, my observation is that poverty almost always, always uh, is the motivation for placement of a child. And um, so women were at home. Uh, they were not struggling with childcare. They were uh, receiving uh, stimulus checks. And so I think that it, it was a little easier for a little while. And people were, women, especially in, in crisis pregnancies, were saying, well, maybe I can do this. And, mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, all of that ended and people were trying to go back to work. And we, we suspected that we might see a rise in the placement of slightly older children, smart, uh, top, you know, those three-month-olds, five-month-olds. Uh, we did see an increase in calls about that, but only one uh, actual placement in which we were able to confirm that uh, the, the birth mom of this baby was like, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm trying to get back to work. I have to be at work. I thought I could, but I, I just can't take care of him. And so we, oh my. 
you know, it, we, we helped her uh, very recently to find a family who was uh, open to that little baby. And uh, they have a wonderful relationship with her. You know, adoption has changed from something that was very private and secretive to something that's wonderfully open today. And um, so she's um, able to see uh, how wonderful her little baby's doing, that he's thriving. And uh, his family is able to, to be encouraging to her and, and uh, to know her and be able to uh, lift her up. And so, uh, especially in spirit. And then, uh, you know, so it's, it's working out for her. Uh, but it was complicated. It's got to be one of the hardest decisions anyone ever has to make. And so I can't imagine, you know, having to be there. I think you are absolutely right. I, I don't think, I, I mean, I'm 65. I've, I've seen a lot of things in my life. I don't think I've ever seen any harder, anything any harder than this. Um, I worked many years at Rest Haven here in Baton Rouge. I watched uh, people lose family members. Um, that's tragic and it's painful. But, but I believe that when you make a conscious decision and have to accept in your heart that you can't do this, that, that it's just beyond you to provide the opportunity for this child that you would like for this child to have, that that's the hardest thing I've ever seen somebody do. And uh, I, I tell you, we don't have many days around here where we're all dry eyed. <laughs> well, but tell me this, what, you know, we've got hopefully a lot of people are listening, watching, keeping up with this in the community and we can, you know, people now know who you are, but what is a community? What can we do? You know, is there anything that we could do that helps? You know, I know we have, I'm sure you guys are probably, are you guys participating with uh, the Giving Day, you know, as a nonprofit yes, that's are. coming up? Yeah, think about so, it. Think about us when, uh, when uh, 225 Gives happens. We appreciate that mm -hmm. very much. Um, and most importantly, lift us up in spirit. Uh, this is this can be very hard, challenging, emotional work, and uh, this team always needs to be lift up in spirit. Uh, tell others about us. Uh, make your make your friends and neighbors aware. Um, and I think most importantly, lift up women who, and sometimes their partners, who are uh, having to make what I think is the hardest decision anybody will ever make in their life, that the, the decision to place a child uh, because one is just not prepared to be a parent or don't, does not have the resources to be. Uh, it's a tough decision. I can't imagine, I, I ask people all the time, think about your children, which one of them and how bad would it have had to be for you to say, I'm going to have to sacrifice this one. And, you know, it's a, a for, mm -hmm. for the parent, it's a sacrifice for the child. It's a gift. And, mm -hmm. and certainly for the couple who adopts, uh, it's a gift. I'm, I'm an adopted mom. My daughter's 46. Um, I can't imagine going into this, this stage of my life uh, in my mid sixties 
thinking, okay, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> right. What would I do without my daughter? What, how would we function without our children? And so I, I just lift us up. And all those folks, okay. all those folks who uh, have such difficult decisions to make, either to place or to adopt. Well, we can definitely do that. We'll keep every keep you guys in mind for the two two five Giving Day, which is coming up. I tell everybody uh, all the money they save on Black Friday is what they've got to give on Giving Day. Is yeah, what I've been telling everybody. We love that. <laughs> we love that. We so. do adoption very differently. Um, our, our parent, our families do not, those families who adopt do not have any uh, upfront expenses that they take care of for uh, a, a woman who's in a crisis pregnancy. St. Elizabeth is operates as a 501c3. So the only time that our parents have a fee associated with their adoption um, is, is if a baby's placed with them. So, um, you know, a lot of we're not always profitable. <laughs> you know, it's called nonprofit, and uh, so you know there are some years that uh, that this organization digs into its uh, into its reserves, or it uh, in, in some years it has called on the towns to support it. So uh, yeah, think about us on giving that. Yeah, well, I appreciate you taking some time and filling us in on what you guys are doing and kind of how things go over there. Oh, thank you. I tell it's everybody, you got more important things to do than talk to me. So, oh no, I appreciate this is, it. This is great stuff. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'd love to have you come back. Maybe tell us how some things go. You know how things went for you. Maybe with Giving Day or just kind of what it's looking like towards the end sure. of the year. You know what's coming next. We'll get in touch with you and we'll do that if you'll come back. We'd love that. It's it's always a pleasure for us to elevate our profile in the community. Let people know we're here. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. All right. You too.